Well, hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Called for Freedom podcast. And I really want to apologize for this situation going on with Apple. Um, It's really confusing to get my podcast up on Apple now. Um, The link has not been working as, you know, the distribution app that I use, which was formerly known as Anchor, is now Spotify for podcasters, and it was bought out by Spotify, and it no longer distributes the podcast to all other platforms. You have to manually enter the episodes onto Apple and all these other platforms. That's a problem considering most of my listeners were from Apple or strictly just listening from the internet. So... The only thing I'm going to say is, is you can still listen to the podcast if you just download Spotify. Um, That's probably the only way you're going to hear this unless you're listening off of a web browser. But download Spotify and go to podcasts and search for the Called for Freedom podcast. You'll see my logo. And I would just say, listen to it from there, at least for now, if if you really want to listen to the show. Um, because I went through the instructions that they said to manually enter my podcast into Apple and it hasn't been working. So as of right now, Spotify is, or listening through web browser or even the, the app itself, Spotify for podcasters, um, you can search it in that app as well and just listen to it from there, um, at least for now, because I, I, I've done what they said to do, um, and I'm having issues uploading the podcast to those platforms. So Spotify right now is the pretty much the only way, unless you listen from the actual internet, like a web browser. So without further ado, we're going to get into the book of Esther. We're going to summarize the book of Esther followed by a devotion. And I hope you guys enjoy it. It's a great story. Let's get into it. The Summary of the Book of Esther Now the Book of Esther does not specifically name its author. The most popular traditions are Mordecai, a major character in the Book of Esther. Ezra and Nehemiah would have been familiar with Persian customs. The book was most likely written between 460 in 350 BC, and the purpose is to display the providence of God, especially in regard to his chosen people, Israel. The book of Esther records the institution of the Feast of uh, Purim and the obligation of its perpetual observation. The book of Esther was read at the Feast of Purim to commemorate the great deliverance of the Jewish nation brought about by God through Esther. 
Jews today still read Esther during Purim. Esther chapter 2, verse 15. Now when the time came for Esther to go to the king, she asked for nothing other than what Haggai, the king's Anuk, was in charge of the harem, suggested. Esther chapter 4, verse 14. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows, but you, but that you have come to the royal position for such a time as this. Esther chapter 6, verse 13. Since Mordecai, before whom your downfall has begun, is of Jewish origin, you cannot stand against him. You will surely come to ruin. And, last but not least, chapter 7, verse 3. If I have found favor with you, O king, if it pleases your majesty, grant me my life. This is my petition and the life of my people. This is my request. The book of Esther can be divided into three main sections. Chapter 1 and 2, verse 1 of chapter 1, all the way to chapter 2, verse 18, talks about Esther replacing Vashti. Chapter 2, verse 19, all the way to chapter 7, verse 10, Mordecai overcomes Haman. In chapter 8, verse 1, to chapter 10, verse 3, Israel survives Haman's attempt to destroy them. The noble Esther risked her own death as she realized what was at stake. She willingly did what uh, could have been a deadly maneuver and took on the second-in-command of her husband's kingdom, Haman. She proved a wise and most worthy opponent, all the while remaining humble and respectful of the position of her husband king. Esther's story is much like the story of Joseph in Genesis 41. Both stories involve foreign monarchs who control the destiny of the Jews. Both accounts show the heroism of Israelite individuals who provide the means for the salvation of their people and nation. The hand of God is evident in that what appears to be a bad situation is indeed very much under the control of the Almighty God, who ultimately has the good of the people at heart. At the center of this story is the ongoing division between the Jews and the Amicalites, which was recorded to have begun in the book of Exodus. Haman's goal is the final effort recorded in the Old Testament period of the complete eradication of the Jews. His plan eventually end up with his own demise and the elevation of his enemy Mordecai to his own position, as well as the salvation of the Jews. 
Feasting is a major theme of this book. There are seven recorded banquets. Esther chapter 1 verse 3, chapter 9, chapter 2 verse 18, chapter 5 uh, verse 4 through 5, chapter 7 verse 1 and 2, and chapter 8 verse 17, and chapter 9, 17 through 22. And many of the events were planned, plotted, or exposed at these banquets. Although the name of God is never mentioned in this book, it is apparent that the Jews of Susa sought his intervention when they fasted for three days. Esther chapter uh, 4, verse 16. In spite of the fact that the law allowing their destruction was written according to the laws of Medes and Persians, rendering it unchangeable, the way was cleared for their prayers to be answered. Esther risked her life by going not once uninvited before the king, but twice. She was not content with the destruction of Haman. She was intent on saving her people. The institution of the Feast of Purim is written and preserved for all to see and is still observed today. God's chosen people, without any direct mention of his name, were granted a stay of execution through the wisdom and humility of Esther. In Esther, we are given a behind-the-scenes look at the ongoing struggle of Satan against the purposes of God and especially against his promised Messiah. The entrance of Christ into the human race was predicted upon the existence of the Jewish race. Just as Ammon plotted against the Jews in order to destroy them, so has Satan to set himself against Christ and God's people. Just as Haman is defeated on the gallows he built for Mordecai, so does Christ use the very weapon that his enemy devised to destroy him and his spiritual seed. For the cross by which Satan planned to destroy the Messiah was the very means through which Christ, having canceled the written code with its regulations that was against us and that stood opposed to us, he took it away, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Just as Haman was hanged on the gallows he built for Mordecai, so the devil was crushed by the cross he erected to destroy Christ. The book of Esther shows the choice we make between seeing the hand of God in our circumstances in life and seeing things as merely coincidence. God is the sovereign ruler of the universe, and we can be assured that his plans will not be moved by the actions of mere evil men. Although his name is not mentioned in the book, his providential care for his people, both individuals and the nation, is evident throughout. For instance, we cannot fail to see the almighty exerting influence over King Xerxes, timely insomnia, through the example of Mordecai and Esther, the silent love language 
our Father often uses to communicate directly to our spirits is shown in this book. Esther proved to have a godly and teachable spirit that also showed great strength and willing obedience. Esther's humility was markedly different from the attitude of those around her, and this caused her to be elevated into the position of queen. She shows us that remaining respectful and humble, even in difficult, even in difficult times, if not humanly possible circumstances, often sets us up to be the vessel of untold blessing for both ourselves and others. We would do well to emulate her godly attitudes in all areas of life, but especially in trials. Not once is there a complaint or bad attitude exposed in the writing. Many times we read she won the favor of those around her. Such favor is what ultimately saved her people. We can be granted such favor as we accept even unfair persecution and follow Esther's example of maintaining a positive attitude, coupled with humility and the determination to lean on God. Who knows, but that God put us in such a position for such a time as this. I love that verse. And the last part of that summary was Esther chapter 4, verse 14. It says, Who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. And today we might ask, you know, we see our country falling apart around us. The world is falling apart around us. And we would say, why? Why would we have to deal with this? But I go back to verse 14 of chapter 4. You were put in a position for such a time as this. There is a reason that you were born for this time in history. So you might ask yourself, why me? Have you ever asked that question when somebody asked you to do something or when something tragic happened to you? Queen Esther may have felt that way when her cousin Mordecai suggested that she could use her position to stop the annihilation of her people. Mordecai reasoned that no one else among the Jews had such access to the king. So perhaps that's why God made Esther queen, to be in a place to stop such a terrible evil from happening and save her people. Esther knew what she had to do. She asked all her people to fast for three days and nights. And this would have included fervent prayers to God for deliverance. So when Esther walked into the king's throne room, she was wrapped not just in a beautiful robe, but also in the prayers of God's people. It wasn't just the king in that room. God was there too. We must remember that God is always with us in our world too, preparing places, opportunities, choices, and options ahead of us. We have a God who cares, 
we can rejoice that nothing happens by chance and that even the sad and hurtful things of life are under God's control. Praise God that we can wake up each morning knowing that God is faithful and will carry us through each day. Praise God that Jesus has come to stop evil from happening and to save his people. Lord, when we are hurt and frightened, help us to remember that you watch over us and care for us. May we rest in your love today. Amen. that was a devotional by todaydevotional.com. Hopefully I'll see you guys again on Friday. I hope you enjoyed this episode. The story of Esther is just another story about how God can choose people to change things around you. And he can choose the most random people. Don't you think that God put Esther in that position to be queen, a, Jew, a Jewish queen in a Persian kingdom, which was, I wouldn't say unheard of, but to think that the queen really had much authority in those kingdoms was probably not likely. And, and this is just my opinion speaking here, but probably not likely. So the fact that she was able to walk into a Persian king throne room and basically tell her husband that she's a Jew and she wants him to spare her people. That takes a lot of faith because she put her life in her own hand, in the hands of the king. He could have killed her for saying something like that. So sometimes we have to step out and be bold and we got to take that risk because God didn't give us a spirit of fear. So until next time, take care.